Hello and welcome to week one of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Power Rankings. We had a great preseason Power Rankings podcast last week, so hopefully week one lives up to the same expectations. So let's get into it. At number 10 here, I think it comes as no surprise. It's Mendo. The least amount of points scored in this league, and he still owns Odell and Bell. I mean, I won't lie. I was nervous after ripping on the two of them, thinking maybe they would come for my head this week. But nope, they suck. And honestly, your team put up such a dud that I get to break out the first fart noise of the season. Because this is what your team did. And like I said, last week, it was Frank Gore's backfield. This week, it is his fucking backfield. It feels good to be vindicated. Bell is out. The Jets suck. Gay sucks. But it's honestly probably a blessing in disguise that you physically just can't start him this week because he got hurt. To be honest, the two of them have gone from some of the most ownable fantasy players to guys that in a couple of weeks may potentially be very droppable. But in addition to these two dorks, I mean, no shocker here, your first round pick got hurt. Michael Thomas might be out some extended period of time. I can't believe it. It's four years in a row. It is wash, rinse, repeat. It's crazy at this point. And after all of that week one promise we thought this team may have, it's out the window. However, I will say it's your birthday this week. So happy early birthday. But also, I would go out on a limb here and say birthday guys have typically done really well in this league. So I wouldn't be surprised if you somehow come away with a win this week. You know, Mahan mentioned yesterday in the group chat that guys with tackle points tend to win most of the matchups. But I actually believe if we were to go back and do some research, I think guys on their birthday week tend to perform really well too. I think this team sucks, but it's your birthday and who knows, you may get an early gift. I wouldn't bank on it. And side note, J.K. Dobbins looked like the lone bright spot here. But honestly, something needs to change about this team. Kressner, boy, oh boy, do I feel vindicated. Like I said last week, this team has no juice. Zero. None. Zilch. I look at this team and legit start falling asleep. Your team is close to a retirement home than being productive on the NFL field. Hell, half your old geezers are already dealing with soft tissue injuries. If Mark Ingram can't find a way to keep this backfield, then this team is cooked over easy. Even one of these players I like on your team, Nick Chubb, has already shown that this backfield is going to be a 50-50 split and he's just not going to catch passes. It's amazing that one of your lone bright spots this week was a 35-year-old Adrian Peterson. I'm actually curious what the average age of your team is. So as commissioner, I am assigning you some homework this week for getting your ass kicked. And that is to find out the average age of your team and report back to us in the group chat. And if you're bored, go ahead and find out some of the other teams in this league too, just so you can see the big difference. But if you don't find the juice soon, this season's over. 
oh, and by the way, you have to play Colin in the Evil Empire this week. So good luck turning this ship around. Now, at number eight, it's Jeff. And I will admit, I was wrong about this team. Obviously, not having the real Kenny G hurt you this week. But I honestly do not see a way you come up with consistent RB2 play. Only way is if Cook gets hurt. Because your running backs suck. Your draft sucked. And now I'm convinced your wide receivers suck too. DJ Moore, super overvalued. AJ Green, that's just a name you paid for. Marvin Jones, yeah, he's consistent, but he's boring as all hell. Keenan Allen is definitely a better real-life player than a fantasy player. And Kenny G always fucking hurt. By the way, the song I played was Kenny G, Careless Whisper. Give it a play. The only thing that you really have going for you right now is Zeke. And I think we have to talk about his tattoo. I mean, that is an all-time bad, awful fucking tattoo. I mean, it's laugh out loud funny shit, but it is so bad. I don't even know how you would cover that tattoo up, but what is he going to do when he's 60 years old? I mean, that is just a really, really bad tattoo. But if you want your fantasy team to win, you're going to need Dallas to literally feed him every single play. He's going to have to average 40 points a week to cover up for your really bad running back two play. I mean, you just have some dopey, dopey guys. Oh, and by the way, your tight end got hurt this week. I mean, it's just really as bad of a start as it could be. And to think all of this could be turned around if you drafted Hopkins over Kenny G. And you probably would have won. But honestly, we already know that, you know, revisionist history in this league. If you took Hopkins, Kenny G, you know, Hopkins probably gets hurt, but whatever. But either way. You mentioned that Colin whispered in your ear, take, Colin, take Kenny G. Well, now you have to get those Colin whispers out of your ear. At number seven, we got Reese. Like last week, let's start off with a positive. No Sutton and the new carrot sticks, as deemed by our regional fantasy injury expert, Brad Mahan, he crowned him this week, is James Conner. He dropped 2.7 points. He's always hurt. The new Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden 2.0. Or should I say 2.7? Now, you had some bright spots on this team with Metcalf and Fant and Gordon all looking, honestly, pretty good. Now, you traded Gordon with Mahan, um, so we'll see how that plays out. But Cam looked good on the bench, too. But unfortunately for you, it still resulted in a loss. So what do you do? You do not stay complacent and you make a move to get David Johnson and the new number one receiver in Cleveland, Jarvis Landry. Please, if any of you mention Odell as the number one wide receiver in Cleveland, I am literally going to throw some hands or I'm going to make this guy come after you. First of all, if he's a newcomer, right, I want him to suck my ass and jump. They call him toss this out. That's the slang word, toss this out. It means sucking my ass, right? With jelly or without jelly. Some people use syrup. I prefer a guy to use jelly, right? I will reach my climate, right? So, literally, do not bring it up. Jarvis, 
Landry is the number one receiver. But you also go ahead and you make a trade with Mayhem today too. So you're not staying complacent. You're, you're willing to make moves. You're willing to take a chance on this. It's time to move on though. We're going to have to see how this plays out. We're going to have to see if this ends up being a good move for you. We don't know the status of James Conner, but as we've learned, he's just not reliable. And I had it down on my piece of paper today that you had to drop Drew Locke. You did that when you made the trade with Mahan earlier. I said it 10 times last night. He's not a quarterback. He can't be a quarterback in this NFL. He's too goddamn ugly. And not, not like ugly, ugly, but he just doesn't look like a quarterback. Compare him to Brady. Compare him to the other quarterbacks in the league. He just doesn't look like a quarterback. He looks like a third-string wide receiver on like a shitty high school football team. It's just not the face of a franchise. It's not the face that goes and pulls Victoria's Secret supermodels. You know, I, I get he's got millions of dollars, so you still may be able to do that. But in the end, he's just not a QB. It's time to give up. Give up the dream. I know he's a Mizzou guy, but... He's on my guys I absolutely hate. At number six, we got Brett's team. So I kind of mentioned a little bit about this last week, but let's let's go ahead and, and touch back on it. You know, I drafted you number two overall when selecting divisions. And I ranked you fourth in power rankings. So why, if I thought you had a good team, would I draft you with the second pick after Jeff? You're a loser. That's why. That's exactly why I drafted you with the second pick. You're a loser. It's simple. You have not had a winning record in 10 years in the LOEG. I still like this team, and I think there's upside, but fact of the matter is, you are actually physically fucking allergic to winning. You are basically the Phillip Rivers of this league, and I mean that in the worst way possible. Not the Phillip Rivers that went to the playoffs. You know, you are literally the Phillip Rivers that chokes every single fourth quarter. In addition to that, Gibson is exactly who we thought he is, and this is why he fell in drafts. I mean, if you can't beat out a 35-year-old running back, odds are you probably suck. But Carson, Kamara, Mahomes are awesome. That That's cool. We're all aware of that. I I love me some A.J. Brown, but I we just can't trust Tennessee. I mean, we could trust Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill as much as we can trust their shitty kicker, Gostowski. It, it's just, I, I don't know. I like A.J. Brown, but... I don't see it's going to happen. They just don't pass enough. and I, I don't know. But on the bright side, I mean, you may now have the number one running back in Pitt. Uh, you know, so that was a good last round pick for you getting Benny Snell. Uh, so maybe there'll be some better days ahead for you. But again, you're allergic to winning. So maybe it's time to go buy some Claritin W. At number five, uh, we have Jake's team. Jake? Your team answered the goddamn Le'Veon Bell this week. 146.4 points, good for second in the league. A 35 spot from both Wilson and that piece of shit Adams. I mean, how can you be a Bears fan and root for him on Sundays? I, I actually have to know that. 
Okay, I mean, I stopped picking Packers about half a decade ago in fantasy because it just it ruins my Sunday. I hate cheering for those. I hate cheering for them. I can't do it. It's just it's not in my blood to make that happen. So it just it drives me actually insane. But whatever, I'll let it slide. But fact of the matter is, Juju went back to being a top-tier option, and the guy we fell in love with two years ago is definitely back. Hey, I guess we just needed Big Ben over that duck hunter. But your top backs only combined for 25 points, but honestly, there's probably much better days ahead there. Henry could have scored a couple of times, so I'm not super worried about that. Um, I addressed the problem with you losing Fournette, but it seems like that just won't be a problem for you. Um, you know, who knows, maybe he gets more involved as the weeks progress, but it just didn't really affect you, affect you this week. Um, you know, I, I, like I had mentioned in the preseason power rankings, I love this team post-draft, but the Fournette news is why you fell. But now after this week, it's, it's the rising start, man. It's definitely, it's the team to look out for. You are basically the Jamal Murray of the fantasy football league now and yes i know that's a basketball reference denver did win today and beat the clippers so i am allowed to mention it i know that it's going to get some flack but am i allowed to make nba references or is it just mlb references that i have to lay off from because every time baseball is mentioned in the group chat it seems like the world is burning but either way this team looks good you know the bench doesn't look the best but you got some time to fix that, you know, not super worried. At number four this week, it has to be Mr. Yap, Yap, Yap himself, Brad Mahan, Mr. Double D's, Mr. Celebrating the most points before the final games were even played on a Monday I was hoping and praying last night watching that Tennessee game that Derrick Henry would just get those extra seven yards to beat your ass. I swear the fantasy gods are coming for that ass this week. I know they are. It's in my blood. You cheered and celebrated when Marlon Mack tore his Achilles. You already were celebrating the most points for this week. I know that the fantasy gods won't stand for this. Yes, you had a killer week. Yes, you had the most points. Yes, Jonathan Taylor has become more valuable overnight than he already was. But this team might have already had a great week. Uh, Let's see if they can do it two weeks in a row. I mean, I do think Thielen is going to be really, really good without Stefan Diggs. Obviously, Julio Jones is good, but we saw what Calvin Ridley is going to do. We saw what Calvin Ridley's going to do. We know Matt Ryan sucks. So please stop saying he's good because he sucks, man. Russell Wilson is the GOAT. Matt Ryan is basically my cracked big toe. He is nothing. He's a nobody. He's like Brett, a loser. Okay? Mark Andrews had a big week. Obviously, Lamar Jackson loves him. Tyler Boyd, we'll have to see what that Bengals offense does. Um, obviously this team took a hit with the Marlon Mack news, but kind of, you know, reap the benefit by having, you know, Jonathan Taylor. So it's really not that big of a deal. You send your boy hunt off today, which was a, which was a big surprise. Cause obviously you love him so much, but honestly, fuck you. 
Fantasy gods are coming for you. So when you get your ass kicked next week, I want to see you typing away in that group chat just like you were this weekend. I want to see that, right? I want to see you yap, yap, yap when you're getting your ass kicked next week because it's going down. Guaranteed. At number three, we got my team. My team came out. We balled today. Could have had the most points if I started Colonel Mustard over Boston Scott. I should have. I love me some Colonel Mustard in the dining room with the candlestick. I love that guy. He is electric. He was actually the fastest recorded player since Tyreek Hill a couple years ago. He's got juice. He's got speed. He's electric. In addition to that, I acquire Tyreek Hill this week for week two. Big move. Obviously, I lose out on a running back like David Johnson, who performed well for me, and he looked good. He was finally off of Mendo's team, so he decided, hey, I'm going to be a good fantasy football player again. That's just what happens. You know, we took a look, we took a look at that, and, you know, the picks went Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. I'm convinced those three running backs could have gone in any single order, and whatever one went to Mendo would have just been dead. That's just how it rolls. But Edwards Hilaire looked awesome. Lamar Jackson already establishing his MVP campaign for back-to-back years. You know, Chark was really solid for me again. So he's looking good. Uh, one area of concern is definitely Zach Ertz. You know, Dallas Goddard had a big game. You know, what does that look like moving forward? But Josh Jacobs, he pulled through for me. This team looks good. Darius Slayton on the bench. Honestly, I don't have too many concerns. Um, I'm sick and tired of defense. Um, I really think it's just quite stupid. Um, but, hey, you guys want it? We'll, we'll keep playing with it. But, you know, my amendment's going to be until it's eventually removed is that we, we pull out of these special teams. It is just not something that you can really predict. You're, you're, you're picking off matchups and, honestly, just doesn't really work out. More, more teams are going in the negative than anything anymore. Um, and, oh, by the way, Malcolm Brown, a little 24.5 points on the bench. Not too bad, not too shabby. At number two, we're going to have to stay with the same one as last week. We got J.O.'s team, man. Christian McCaffrey is the best fantasy football player in the world. 26.9 points. He just shows up week in and week out. Only way Christian McCaffrey becomes not the number one player in fantasy is if for some reason J.O. trades into Mendo's team. Because he goes to Mendo's team, he's going to break both legs and never see another snap again in the NFL. But this team had a good week. They got a win against Brett's loser-ass team. Okay? Joe Mixon had a bad week. It's got to get better for him. Will Fuller looked awesome. Calvin Ridley looked awesome. Allen Robinson is a top five wide receiver in the NFL and the Chicago Bears will not pay him for I do not know what reason. It is getting ugly in Chicago here. Ryan Pace has got to go. Gotta go. Cannot stand it anymore. Gotta go. But you're going to lose Philip Lindsay this week. He got hurt. Christian Kirk did not show up in any, any form but hey, James Robinson and Joshua Kelly looked pretty good. Okay, that is going to be some bright spots for you. Um, I still think Eckler is going to be the guy for the Chargers unless he gets hurt. But James Robinson should probably own that Jacksonville backfield if he keeps performing. So it turns out that's just going to be another one of your 
stellar pickups that nobody knows about until you know they're they end up starting so you know another good week for you you won you took care of business you dropped 136 points there's no way i was moving you off the two spot and then the reason why i had to keep you at the two spot was look the evil empire does it again want to know somehow has figured out a way to continually draft the shittiest fucking divisions i it's a random schedulizer guys a random fucking schedulizer and somehow he's gonna have the easiest fucking schedule year in and year out he only put up 113 points this week he still won and until he loses i can't imagine me taking him off the top spot we saw what happened last year this is just what happens He's going to crawl his way into the playoffs. And then for some reason, everything in the world is going to break his way. And some guy like Devonta Freeman, who isn't even in the league this year, scores like 50 fucking fancy points. The most fancy points in his fucking career. And he's going to win. He's going to win another championship. I don't know how this can keep happening. But until somebody beats him, I do not see how I move him off this one spot. DeAndre Hopkins, probably going to be wide receiver one. 23.1 points for him. He looked incredible. Arizona kept giving him the ball. Barkley didn't even have a good week. Kyler Murray looked good. And he scored 27 fantasy points. And I'm like, you know, bummed out. Yeah, I, I, I was wrong, okay? I thought there was a potential Arizona was going to be the next Cleveland this year. I was wrong. Hand up. Kyler Murray is definitely way better than Baker Mayfield. So I'll admit, bad take. Travis Kelsey, again, just dominant tight end. I hate that guy because he wants to be Gronk so bad. You know, just be yourself, like, you're an awesome tight end, but you know I think he's a loser for that. Tyler Lockett, obviously he's catching passes from the literal goat. Jalen Rieger had a separated shoulder and came back because he plays for Collins team. He's on any of the other nine teams in this league. He does not play another single snap at all. And by the way, Collins had 113 points this week. Miles Sanders, his you know a guy that's regarded as a first round pick, right? His keeper didn't even play, still won. So again. I just can't see myself moving off Colin being one when the results are like this. Zach Moss looks good. DeAndre Swift looks good. You know, Lazard had a big week. Until something changes, he's got to be the number one team. But look, that's going to do it for week one of the power rankings. As always, things can change. It's a week-to-week basis. So, Mayhan, get off my ass. Or else I am sending that guy from that video I posted in here today. I'm having him come after you. He's going to toss your salad. Okay? Things change on a week-to-week basis. But that will do it for week one of the LOEG Power Rankings. See ya.